1: Welcome to another episode of Pitlay and Parlay. I am your host, Mike Joachim. Frenchie is here. We're going to talk about nothing but NASCAR for the next six to eight weeks. So, you know, let's let's go boogity, boogity, boogity all the way to not talking about NASCAR. How about that clash at the Coliseum, man? Yeah, epic. I watched four laps and decided to watch Netflix instead. And granted, I will watch the Daytona 500, like the first ten laps in the last... Forty laps. I don't even know when is the Daytona 500. Like what we what? I think it's the weekend after the Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so like a week and a half from now.
2: I no, that wouldn't be right because they would be doing qualifying. So maybe it's another weekend after that.
1: So two weeks. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, thank you to our lovely friends at Java House for their continued support. If you are not. In Indianapolis, go to javahouse.com and use promo code pitlane10 for 10% off all of your orders. And it's the 19th. Let's dive into some fun 19th. Yeah. So it is the is race. Next weekend. Yeah. Okay. Maybe they are qualifying. I don't know. Who when are the duels? We'll find out. The I'm duels sure. are Thursday of
2: next week, apparently.
1: Okay. Is that later than normal? Uh, I have not
2: followed I mean, I in the last I'm, few years enough to know yeah. that well.
1: We, we we clearly are professional right now anyway continuing on the professional trend let's go with a fun story to start the episode off with instead of trivia since we're combining open wheel into one episode again probably until the season starts or at least until we do kind of previews and predictions and whatnot in a couple of weeks but so i was on one of the so much fun dating apps and been having a conversation with a lovely young lady at some point. I think it was yesterday. And she sent me a text that was meant for one of her friends, who she was delivering some groceries for because her, her friend was sick. And the text said, Do you want the raw meat in between the vegetables? And I was like, Hmm. <laughs> what? You know, like that like TikTok that like says... Like the the guy, the guy with the beard that goes like, "What?" Like that's literally how I felt. Cowboy hat. And then the next text was like, "Yeah, for the meat satchel." And I'm going, "What in the earth hell is going on right now?" And then I got a, "Oh my god, that is not meant for you, my friend." Sick. Like, blah blah blah. Like I just said. So, uh, you know, good story. I told her I would be telling it on the show <laughs> when we recorded this. So, she'll she'll be listening to it because I said I would send it to her when 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 we got done recording so yeah it's all good i guess that's like a good icebreaker and better than better her sending it than me sending something dumb so was this that's all i got for you uh
2: i mean i know this is the
1: one i was telling you about yeah okay the other day
2: okay that's what i was asking if 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 this is the same person because i don't know how popular you are on these dating apps and how many people you're talking to at once um if this is the same one talking about uh, flatulating, hard boy legs. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Same one. Okay. So yes. for you, ma'am, if you're listening, then you're you're the only one I'm hearing about right now. But you never know what your competition is.
1: Uh, I yeah no no competition. <laughs> There's it is it is actually to go like on another one. This is from. It was from last week, and I said something to a girl like, "Are you ready for the Super Bowl?" Like, you know, I know not everybody's a fan of sports, but even people who aren't necessarily a big fan of sports will like watch the Super Bowl with friends or like have a party or it's an excuse to drink or eat or whatever. Halftime show, yeah, yeah, commercials X, Y, and Z, and she said, "I don't give." Hold on, I, I actually was just talking about it with my brother earlier i give zero shit shits about football haha but i know it's a religion Uh, okay all right oh all right well you know that was that was weird so she uh yeah there was that that was a a quick end to the conversation after that
2: oh really so if, if someone doesn't care about the super bowl at all they're out for you
1: no, just the attitude behind that message was very, like, lady, relax. It's just it's just a game.
2: You mean the dating apps are just a game? I
1: didn't... No, the Super Bowl <laughs> is just a game. The dating <laughs> it, apps
2: are a goddamn nightmare. It is, it is all a game. We're all in a simulation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we've wasted everybody's first five minutes of the time talking about dating apps. They suck. I hope this lady i am talking to what works out because she seems very nice and i'm tired of dating apps and they're expensive so you know we'll make the best of it anyway we are going to combine everything open wheel into one episode as i mentioned already i'm sure Frenchie has the list in front of him so with that being said Frenchie, you get to lead the rest of this which do you want to start with uh, let's start with anything IndyCar.
2: Okay, so I guess we'll go in chronological order and start with the announcement that I'm sure everyone has seen at this point, but I mean, we got to shout it out because we, we did just say we're going to be watching the Daytona 500. Um, Connor Daly is going to attempt to qualify at the 500 driving for Floyd Mayweather's, and I, I love reading this team name. The Money Team Racing in the uh, number 50 Chevrolet. So, I mean, I think it'll be interesting. I guess he's got the Bit Nile Todd Alt stickers on what I'm seeing in the picture that I assume will follow him in in the Daytona 500 as well. Do we know if the Money Team has some kind of an alliance with any of the other like bigger teams? I'm trying to look.
1: I, I... I couldn't tell you. I'm looking right now. Is is that and again I'm I don't know if you know is that didn't Connor do NASCAR uh, like a the cup series with was it that team when he did the Charlotte Roval Correct. at the end of last year? Last year, year yeah. Mhm. Okay. And he
2: finished 34th unfortunately in that race. But if I remember that was some kind of like a is that a technical issue? Like there was something, there was a problem that happened. I don't think it was. Yeah. He wasn't running the full race basically. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it'll be interesting to watch. Um, uh, last year we had what Jacques Villeneuve trying to make the race. And this year we have, you know, some other kind of open wheel tie in. I mean, we also have Travis Pastrana will be interesting to see trying to make the race um, just for fans of racing and, and, Cars and stunts, and I guess Supercross and all that stuff in general. It'll, it'll just be fun to watch.
1: And Jimmy Johnson technically has to qualify for the race for for his entry, so True.
2: that's cool. I did while watching the. I tuned in too early, I guess, for the clash. I thought it was starting earlier than it was. I I guess I started for the heat races or something. And yeah. Jimmy was up in the booth with Mike Joy. Uh, Smoke and Clint Boyer and I think Mike Joy basically said so you had a brief detour through IndyCar but now you're back and then just Jimmy's reaction to that was like yeah it was it was just a really uncomfortable moment I thought I mean Jimmy played it off well because he's a professional but uh, Mike Joy definitely not giving Jimmy any credit for his foray into open wheel racing ouch yeah but um uh, you know
1: i guess he didn't sugarcoat it <laughs> yeah you know that'd be a good topic one day to like look back on like the jimmy johnson experiment yeah i don't think we need to worry about it today but cuz we haven't done enough look you know research into the numbers and everything but it would it would be cool to look back on it one day
2: i it's not the same thing but for some reason my first instinct is to equate it to like when Dario Franchitti tried NASCAR it that's fair it really just didn't go well for him even though he's incredibly talented so yeah the crossover is not easy I mean only the the true greats are able to win and actually I don't know I would list Dario and Jimmy as true greats so their success Mm -hmm. kind of Mm -hmm. baffles me but you know I feel like the last person who had success really in both was JPM. Yeah, agreed. All right, before we talk too much about NASCAR and everyone turns off the show, if they (laughs) have not already, or maybe we're making new fans by talking about NASCAR, um, the big news today as we're recording this that was really cool, and we kind of, I mean, there were a lot of people on Twitter, I'm not going to name who, who basically said, you know, this Ray Hall announcement, it's not going to be a driver announcement or if it was going to be a driver announcement, it's going to be some former winner, um, specifically referring to the announcement of this driver as probably a male. Um, whether these people were trolling or they were just wrong and misled and actually don't know what they're talking about, who knows? But uh, we, you know, Mike and I last night, were kind of texting, talking about this, and we did not see this coming either. But instead of trying to speculate, we're just going to announce what actually happened now. So, Katherine Leg is back for the Indy 500 with Ray Hall, Letterman Lanigan. In did they give the car number and all that stuff? They did, I think. But forty-four. Okay, the forty-four. Yes, and she has a sponsor that we should shout out because this is
1: really cool. Hendrickson.
2: Yeah. Do you know what they do?
1: Nope okay well, manufacture stuff
2: i can find out while we're sort of looking at this but <laughs> uh, the thing that we kind of talked about earlier that's funny is that Catherine is 42 years old and i had no idea i thought she was 35 tops
1: so she's been around the sport for a while yeah, i mean she's been around racing for a while she's she's been good everywhere she's gone you know she's she had a a, a solid rolex 24 this year with with the cars she was in and kind of wherever she goes. You know, she won the won a race for Ray Hall in the Jaguar what is that pace <laughs> The I-Pace.
2: It was the electric series. SUV yeah, like yeah. pre-series for the Formula E races that w-
1: was short-lived.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: That series isn't even around anymore. Is that what you just said?
2: Yeah, it's not. It maybe lasted for two seasons if that. Oh, okay. But I'm trying to think um I'm, I'm looking and hendrickson is they design suspension systems and components for heavy duty trucks and trailers so definitely kind of that automotive component it's it'll be fun to see that and i don't know ray hall has been good at the 500 so i think this yeah. is really cool to have just another female obviously in the race and especially someone like Catherine who is as successful as she has been i'm looking back Right now at her record. Because obviously she did Champ Car for two years. In two oh six and oh seven. Yeah. Not super successfully. Like I think her best finish was a sixth place twice. Um she didn't have great equipment then, right? No, I don't remember who she was with. PKV in O six and Dale Coyne in O seven. Um and then She was in IndyCar, not really the full season in 2012 with Dragon, and then she's done the 500, I guess just twice before, and her best finish is 22nd, which was 2012. So the last time she ran this race was 10 years ago, 2013, and she finished 26th with uh, Schmidt-Peterson. I think this is definitely probably the best equipment she's had the chance to compete in, so I'm excited to see
1: how she does. Yeah. And now I'm super happy for her. I think it's it's really cool and it's a good spot. A really good spot for her and for Ray Hall. And now we're at thirty two entries. I still hot take, don't think we get more than thirty three. No, I don't think that's a hot take. Just gonna like leave that nugget there. Nah no, I... I I listen, to Twitter it's a hot take.
2: Yeah, or maybe more likely to Facebook, but I agree. Yeah, either or. I don't think That there's anyone who wants to risk not qualifying right now. I don't know. Let's just, for the sake of spitballing, if there was going to be a 33rd and a 34th, who are they?
1: Hmm. I don't think you see a third Foyt car. No. I don't think you see a third coin car. Maybe. Maybe a fifth Ganassi is theoretically possible. Mm-hmm. I maybe some sort of like technical alliance with like an Andretti or you know Penske. Like if if Peretta does a you know a, a or a you know technical partnership with Carpenter sort of thing. But I don't think any any team is going to run more cars this year than they did last year. Mm-mm. And without looking at a list, something like a paretta or a you know a, a spirit of speedway that that kind of latches on to another team in some sort of alliance, I think is the only way you get another car. And obviously they'll get to 33. But I think like just kind of going like through a mental list, I don't see like I'm sure there's people who are interested, but I don't see them ponying up the money to have their own one-off team. And I don't see many IndyCar teams wanting to extend resources you know, to an alliance other than maybe you know pit equipment or something pretty basic. Mm-hmm.
2: I, the only thing I think I'd add to what you just said is that maybe Dryer and Rybold will enter at least one car, right?
1: Well, they have one car.
2: Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, so maybe, maybe they'll will do a say. second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I, yeah, that's yeah, Cusick yeah. Motorsports to me. But yes, it is dry and Reinbold too. Okay, that's why I forgot about that. But maybe they'll do their own just full DRR car. Who knows? That's the where I could see a Peretta and then one other full dry and Reinbold car. But that's the only two possibilities I see. But, you know, we could be wrong. And I'm sure there are people... We usually are. Yeah, we just, you know, don't like to admit it. Or put it out there as much as some other people do? I'm never wrong. Okay. You just said we're... Okay. You just contradicted yourself. I know. Which would make one of those statements wrong.
1: And you'll never know which one because I'm too stubborn (laughs) to admit it. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so... clear. I'm very overtired today. Is there any other
2: IndyCar news? Because that's all that I've really thought about except i mean we could recap a little bit more about thermal but i think everyone else has probably gone through that seen that on twitter and is ready for the the race season instead of talking about the
1: thermal test yeah i don't have anything to add to that it is it's it's done okay so in that f1 case, time
2: yeah let's let's move over to f1 real quick and I guess the first thing is, I'm trying to remember even when we recorded last week, we had the Red Bull, right? Um,
1: We recorded the night before the Red Bull thing, but we were already pretty sure it was going to happen, so we talked about it.
2: Oh, okay. So we saw that. Everyone got really upset, or a lot of people got really upset that Red Bull almost, I mean, they made this a... Car launch, but it wasn't the new car at all, and the livery hasn't really changed except for maybe a sticker or two that I was able to find on, like, the rear wing. So people were pretty upset that they were misled, almost. Like, I'm tuning into this, and you didn't show me anything new. We got the Ford announcement out of it. I think that was the whole point of this thing. And, I mean, they got the press that they wanted.
1: I don't know why we expect anything different from these f1 launches for the most part half the time we don't get the new car Mm -hmm. especially with red bull also anybody who thought because there was like there was a twitter rumor going around a couple nights before last week it was red bull is going to run one of their special liveries for the full season it was like and the, the picture was like that white one they ran at suzuka a couple years ago okay or they were going to run at suzuka when suzuka got canceled and they used it somewhere else anyway why, like, the outrage is fair. You know, it's it's a Red Bull has the same livery every damn year for ten years now, eight years now. It's it's been a while. Yeah, but it's iconic. I mean, there hasn't been any. Yeah, I'm a icon. I, can't, I don't know. On, move on. I, I think it's. I think Do it something. eventually
2: will be up there with like no. a Marlboro McLaren or like a JPS Lotus. It, it's something that I think with the success comes like the
1: popularity of the livery. Nope. Okay. I mean, you're not wrong, but no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not agreeing with you. All right. I hate. I don't. I don't like the Red Bull livery. Uh, even. I. I understand. Yes, there is an iconic point to it when a team is winning that well. Totally correct. But I hate it. I hate the Red Bull livery. And yes, I'm accentuating that point just to trigger Max for fans. You know what I would like,
2: and I don't know if this is going to trigger people, but too bad it's just like popped into my head. Is I wish honestly I think it's the navy blue that's boring to me. I think if they just did, like, a livery that emulated the can of a Red Bull a bit more and it was metallic-looking or silver with the Red Bull logo, that'd be cool. Okay. But that's just me. Because there's nothing wrong with the Bull logo itself.
1: Yeah, the the, the logo itself is fine. Just the the navy blue and yellow and a little bit of red is... It's just, I don't know, I'm kind of over it. But I was also, when Penske was running the the silver Verizon car for a number of years, you know, for obviously not as long, I was over that one too. So doesn't, I I got over that one after. The first year I was like, oh, this is cool. And then I was like, all right, this
2: is annoying. I think they just re-upped their partnership, which we didn't talk about, but Verizon is going to continue with Penske. Yay um williams also had their debut of the new car it doesn't look any different but the fw45 the one thing i think that everyone was speculating about is this new partnership with golf and i guess golf left mclaren and moved over to williams it's probably cheaper to do that where we didn't see some kind of a you know, golf livery that throws back to the classic Le Mans Porsche 917s or the Can-Am cars, you know, that light blue and orange. But, you know, it's just cool to see that Williams is kind of building their partnership portfolio a little bit.
1: Yeah, and I believe Williams said they were open to running a one-off livery at some point this year. Oh, cool. So they left the door open for possibility.
2: That will always be popular. And I did find out, I don't remember where I heard this, but I guess with just Logan Sargent in general, and he's not necessarily a household name in the U.S. yet, they are, Williams is really pushing on the U.S. market. So they are going to, they or they've started some kind of an outpost here for marketing purposes. Like they have a team in the U.S., i guess they're really trying to become the favorite team of the united states
1: so take that haas it's fair speaking of speaking of sergeant he had some interesting comments the other day that i don't know where it fits in the in the episode but we're going to bring it up now he said formula one would overtake nascar soon soon in terms of The Hammerdown Racing Report, available weekly on your favorite podcasting platform. Popularity mm-hmm. in the U.S. So, I think you and I pretty much agree on this. If you look at just the TV numbers from last year, NASCAR was roughly minimum $2 million a race most of the time. And, you know, obviously, Daytona is probably significantly more than that. I don't remember where Daytona is. $8 million, $10 million or so, maybe. And most of the races, and then some races are in the 4-ish million viewer range. So you're talking at a minimum double the popularity of F1 based on TV numbers. And I heard an interesting point you might have read it too that as long as F1 keeps charging a ridiculous amount of money for tickets to go to races, NASCAR will still be Relatively or more appealing to a majority of the population in the country. Not saying everybody, not saying me or you, but for the most part. Yeah. Looking,
2: I'm just pulled up the ratings for just the Clash itself. And this is not even, I mean, this is an exhibition race, right? Like, this is not a points paying race. The Clash last weekend got a two rating, which is 3.65 million people. And that's down like 13 to 15% in viewership. 3.65 million. Good luck, F1.
1: Yeah. As much as I enjoy open wheel and IMSA more than NASCAR, NASCAR, I mean, it's, it's still more popular. Yeah, agreed. I think,
2: like you said about the price and cost of tickets, If people can't really access the events, even just attend one, then they're priced out of it and they might resent the series and not want to watch. It's also just that kind of stereotype of the snobbery of F1, right? That is, you know, not... Some people on Twitter don't do the sport any favors by dispelling those stereotypes. And I don't think that the traditional nascar audience or american motorsport audience for that matter are into the way that they feel the european racing series and participants over there look down upon us i think that's always going to be an
1: issue until you fix that culturally yes agreed and the other f1 thing i don't know if i'm stealing your thunder here but I'm looking at what you and I were talking about is the F1 Vegas news. Oh yeah. So they they have already re- extended their contract to 2032 before the first race, and part of me is you know what I went first to the last one. What do you think? Um,
2: I'm just going to read, I believe it was Jamie Price, actually, who tweeted something that I thought summarized it perfectly, and that was something like, um, it's, it's basically like agreeing to get married on the first date. I like that. Yeah. That's how I see it. I mean, we haven't seen the success of this event whatsoever, and... I think when we tweeted it, it got a lot of comments. Like, it's all about the Benjamins, money talks, money's all that matters. The on-track performance is irrelevant. So, if it's getting the attention for the the race promoters, I guess, and F one already, then they're just being willing. They're willing to just sign on the dotted line because it doesn't matter what the race is, as long as they get the crowds and the uh, hype around it.
1: Yeah. Everybody was hundred percent right, I agree they probably got a ridiculous and you know Vegas paid probably some insane f- sanctioning fee and they can afford it because you know one beer in Vegas is nineteen dollars or you know whatever yeah so it's it's it is what it is I don't hate it I don't love it before the first race, but that's just kind of the like looking at race new races long term and how the popularity kind of falls off in in some places and kind of goes with like the drive to survive bubble. At some point will drive to survive become less popular and will F1 I don't think F1 will ever not be like remotely popular in this country anymore, but at some point will it level off or dip down a little bit or both. So I don't know. Obviously this is more of a long-term thought than a yeah, thought in the next couple of months, but it's worth keeping an eye on. Yeah, I mean in
2: 2032 when we're still doing this uh, it'll be interesting to reflect on whether uh, PLP outlasts oh the god. Vegas Grand Prix <laughs> <laughs> in 2032
1: that means oh my god i'm going to be so old then i'm just just let's let's just move on to the next one i will be almost 40 be almost in my mid 40s god damn anyway All right, let's let's move on and not bore people with my whining
2: okay so there's three things that i want to roll through real quick um first of those is that apparently f1 was uh, we must have talked about this at some point but it totally slipped my mind the f1 technical regs were published with this reduction of two kilograms big deal uh seven hundred ninety eight kilograms down to seven hundred ninety six kilograms to have lighter cars Uh, i did not realize that it it was that little of an increase but i guess that's been scrapped so they're just sticking with the seven hundred ninety eight kilograms so they're not going to bother losing two kilograms which is what how many pounds is a kilogram it's 2.2 pounds i think it is so i mean that'd be 4.4 pounds total um yeah, that's, I, I I don't know why this is news and why I really brought it up, but I just kind of wanted to make fun of this in that you can't figure out a way to drop two kilos off your car. I thought this was the peak of pinnacle uh, of motorsport and engineering.
1: Yeah, you know, that's why they go with the carbon fiber instead of the paint on the side of the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe if you scrape some of the sponsors off. That is also also dumb.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let me make sure that it's two point two kilograms. I believe it is. No, that's kilometers. Hold on, bear with me for a second. Weight kilograms is how many pounds? Uh, yeah, it's like two point three pounds or something. Two point two. So I was close. I mean, it's four and a half pounds total that we're talking about here. Pretty irrelevant, I would say. But, you know, they're they're just going to abandon that instead of try to push forward. Why? Uh, It's not really stated. But I guess the team... I don't know. We want lighter cars, right? I mean, that's just more interesting racing. But... I don't, yeah oh well I, I don't know what to say about this I wanted to kind of rant on it but it seems too trivial to devote that time yes agreed I just feel like this embodies What's the next? current spirit of f1 in a nutshell
1: <laughs> yeah a hundred percent
2: unfortunately so we I think closed the show last week on our favorite topic lately and everyone's favorite topic it seems in f1 and that is fia president Mohammed ben salam and his precarious position of power which that's a kind of a cool alliteration right there that i just dropped yeah that was pretty cool dr seuss right there no i guess that's rhyming (laughs) but he is in hot water i would say It sounded like his position was in threat and are under threat. And I think it just got worse because Stefano Domenicali last week, who obviously is the CEO of F1, said in response to Ben Salam's, you know, push to prohibit drivers from saying anything controversial or political, that F1 will never put a gag on anyone. Everyone wants to talk, so to have the platform to say what they want in the right way, the better it is. We have a huge opportunity because of the position of our sport, which is more and more global, multicultural, and multivalued. We're talking about 20 drivers, 10 teams, and many sponsors. They have ideas, different views. I cannot say one is right, one is wrong, but it is right, if needed, to give them a platform to discuss their opinions in an open way. Yes, 100%. Thank you. Yeah. Which So we have this,
1: sorry, go ahead, go ahead.
2: Yeah. This this just all led to Mohammed Ben Salim is now stepping back from F1 operations. I mean, after all the stuff that was going on, and it's been made, reiterated multiple times that, no, this is not in reaction to all the pushback he's been getting and all the numerous controversies he has been a part of, which let's just list them and talk about them real quick just to mention them. Because when I thought about this, the number of things that he's, been embroiled in over his short tenure of just over a year of FIA president is insane. Number one, it took him forever to announce and finally like settle on the outcome of Abu Dhabi 2021. Number two, the cost cap controversy BS was just absurd and looked really unprofessional. Number three, the whole Lewis Hamilton jewelry thing that was just an unnecessary stand like uh, is that a Hill to die on, and then we talked about the other mm-hmm. ones last week, and those are just the ones I can think of off the top of my head. You know, he had the what we said last week about his comments about the valuation of F one, which he really has no place to comment on that. He had those historic comments about women that were flat out sexist and hypocritical in light of his. I guess, what he presents himself as an advocate for women in motorsports now. And then this whole thing about just prohibiting drivers from voicing their opinions if he views them to be controversial in any way. So he's now stepping back from handling of operations. And I feel like, I don't know this, I think this is him basically saying, Oh my God, don't like impeach me or fire me. I'll just step back and let Nicholas Tombazes, who was a, I think he was an, uh, technical chief at Ferrari, designer at Benetton. He was at McLaren doing some other stuff. He, he has experience, and, but he's going to handle the day-to-day operations now. And I think this is finally Mohammed ben Salem admitting, even though he is saying that this was always his plan, once he put a structure in place, he would step back. Finally admitting that, oh, yeah, I'm in, at risk of actually losing this position and not being reelected. So I better step back before I continue to I don't know what the word is fall deeper
1: into quicksand until I dig my own grave even deeper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm there's there's like a political storm on like so many fronts in F1 brewing right now with this stuff and new team stuff or potential new team stuff. That I'm concerned, it's just going to be like a storyline like throughout most of the year. So yes, he's stepping back, but he doesn't. It does, he's not saying I'm going to stop talking. No, he's still you know the figurehead at a minimum. So I don't. I, I listen. I might be a little jaded from last year's kind of exhaustion in terms of the political stuff in F1. So you know, we we will see. But I don't. Man, it. It makes me less excited for, for the start of the F1 year because we're not talking about racing. I mean, we're talking about what we what we need to talk about, but we're not talking about racing or predictions or anything. You know, we're talking about the fact that this bozo keeps saying stupid shit. Well, we're a bit early for that. Like We're
2: a few weeks away from actual cars on track, so we can still have time to get excited. Yes, this is a weird, dark cloud that is hopefully not going to hang over the entire season. But That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. I'm with you that Muhammad Ben Salam has shown himself to be one of those types of people that I would equate to like a Bernie Ecclestone who can't seem to keep his mouth shut if there's a controversial take that he can just hop in on or jump in on. And it's not like he's going to stop going to races or hide. You know, He's not disappearing like Michael Massey did so he still has a chance to continue to destroy his own career and i for one i mean i'm just gonna sit back and watch F, you know the fia probably has no idea who we are um, and if they heard this they would not enjoy these comments but they're not gonna listen anyway so it's fine with me down with the fia unless they want to approve us for credentials and give us money. Yeah, but we still are not gonna hold punches, like pull punches at all. We're not sellouts. Anyway, what do we have left? Uh, that's pretty much it for me.
1: All right. Well, we got some more car livery releases early next week for F one. No real cars. I think there's McLaren and yeah, so they say Aston Martin. I'll I, I believe it. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Aston Martin and McLaren are on the 13th, I think. And oh, I think next week we get th- through the rest of them. You just reminded me of something
2: that I just sent you. I'm, you're welcome. Yeah, thank you. McLaren and Honda may now be a thing again. Oh, we yeah, just yeah. heard that today. So uh, let me see what I sent you. Apparently initial contact has been made for a possible reunion. And I don't know, I guess... How long has it been? When was the last time they were in 2017? They parted ways. Yeah. So it's been six years. I thought that Honda would probably need to wait at least 100 years before they would ever be willing to work with McLaren again, just given, I think, how prideful that organization is and how deep the rift seemed to be. But you know what? A McLaren-Honda partnership excites me way more than the Red Bull-Ford partnership does.
1: I'm not gonna say i'm not excited but i don't really care one way or the other like good for good for honda if they've moved past it and good for zach brown and mclaren if they've at least you know come to some common ground on things but i don't really care either way i don't know why i don't really have like a strong feeling like i would like it or dislike i wouldn't dislike it i just I don't, I don't. I really don't know. I just don't care. You don't want to see them succeed and together? And I don't mean that in a negative way. I couldn't care less.
2: But what about the history between those two? Like, just their nexus of success back in the 80s and 90s. I couldn't care less. Okay, well, I think it's really cool to hark yeah. back to that relationship, and I would like to see them echo that history again in F1.
1: I wouldn't dislike it by any means. It just doesn't move the needle of excitement for me well but i'm not a big mclaren guy so maybe that's oh, why. really and i'm not a big yeah i don't i don't really care about mclaren like i don't dislike them i like the mclaren IndyCar team
2: true we know you're a toyota guy the
1: mclaren and f1's never been i uh, yeah technically but there's no trd in the racing we typically like except imsa i mean not imsa uh WEC.
2: no imsa lexus counts as trd oh yeah 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 yeah! i
1: always forget that they're related well now that we've gotten through that we'll be back next week to talk about i don't know whatever else there is to talk about next week and i hope everybody enjoyed the imsa chat with trevor yesterday i know i got a couple nice comments in uh sent to me this morning or at some point today so thank you for listening reminder our first substack post went up this week i wrote about endurance racing and that will be it everybody have a lovely weekend of nothing oh of formula yeah yeah, okay goodbye
0: in india it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper